In recognition of the birth of PBS 50 years ago, the writers and editors of the New York Times put together a list of the 50 greatest PBS programs. It should come as no surprise that Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, described as empathy and honesty wrapped in a cardigan, topped the New York Times list. No PBS program better expressed the mandate set down by Congress for public television that it should address the needs of unserved and underserved audiences particularly children and minorities. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you, so let's make the most of this beautiful day. The goals set for public television by Congress also included giving viewers a better knowledge and understanding of American history and culture. High on the New York Times list in achieving that goal was the Ken Burns 11-hour documentary series on the Civil War that aired on five consecutive nights and was watched by 39 million Americans. I shall always be with you in the brightest day and the darkest night. Always. Always. And when the soft breeze fans your cheek, it shall be my breath, or the cool air, your throbbing temple. It shall be my spirit passing by. The Times wrote, It stands as a monument to a cultural moment when millions of Americans were willing to sit down in shared contemplation of our history rather than just fighting about it. After the success of his Civil War documentary, Ken Burns decided that his next project should be a history of baseball. I told people that baseball was the sequel to the Civil War, and I meant it. I meant it. How we play games and the nature of immigration and the exclusion of women and popular culture and advertising and heroes and villains in our imagination and race and race and race are who we are. In a 60 Minutes interview, he claimed that the first real progress in civil rights after the Civil War takes place when Jackie Roosevelt Robinson, the grandson of a slave, makes his way to first base at Ebbets Field on April 15, 1947. He added, Then there's no question that the story of baseball is just going to take off from the assassination of Abraham Lincoln and the failure of Reconstruction and move to that, to that moment. Burns' history of baseball echoing the nine innings of a game, runs for nine episodes, beginning with its first inning on the origins of the game and ending with its ninth inning on baseball's modern era. The second inning, called Something Like a War, 1900-1910, begins a decade-by-decade -decade chronology of baseball that concludes with its eighth inning, a whole new ball game, 1960-1970. While watching the Ken Burns PBS documentary is a joy for baseball fans, and essential for an understanding of the intimate relationship between America's game and American history, Ken Burns added to his accomplishment when he co-authored with renowned historian Jeffrey Ward, Baseball and Illustrated History, as a companion for his documentary. The narrative of the book, supplemented by a wealth of photographs from baseball's past, follows the same nine-inning format as the documentary, but it also includes an introduction by Hall of Fame writer Roger Angel, and essays from baseball's most distinguished historians for each chapter. The chapter on the 1940s, for example, 
was written by Pulitzer Prize-winning historian Doris Kearns Goodwin, while the chapter on the 1950s was written by Pulitzer Prize-winning columnist George Will. Baseball and illustrated history would make a wonderful Christmas gift for the baseball fan in your life. At a time when a tragic pandemic and a bitter political divide have disrupted our lives and challenged our confidence in the future, Ken Burns and Jeffrey Ward, through their illustrated history of baseball, remind us of our capacity to overcome the challenges of history, including world wars and epidemics, and restore our faith in the value and continuity of our lives. I already have a copy of the Burns Ward history, so my kids will have to look elsewhere this Christmas for their father. My wife Anita has already fielded some inquiries about a pirate's calendar, but I'm afraid that the pirates were so awful last season that there aren't 12 pirates good enough to grace a calendar. What I'd really like this Christmas is a rain check for a game that hasn't been played yet. Next summer, I want to be sitting in the stands at PNC Park in Pittsburgh with my family at a Pirates-Cardinals game. I can't think of a better gift this Christmas than the promise that our lives will return to normal and the only ones wearing masks at ballparks next season will be catchers and home plate umpires. This is Pete Peterson and his wife Anita wishing you a safe and happy holiday.